on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you on a Thursday, January 27th. Just a couple days here until the LA Galaxy get their first preseason game. Will there be any player additions? It doesn't look like it, but we're going to talk about transfer rumors and sort of where we're at, what pieces are missing. We're going to talk about some former LA Galaxy players in town and hanging around and making us think of, oh, what could have been, what might have been, what was. And of course, we got the primary kit, the first kit, our first leaks coming to you from London, England today. A Galaxy fan who I think is Irish was in London and found a jersey and there weren't that many of them. Oh, it's a crazy story. We're going to talk a little bit about that as we go. And then, of course, the rumors Douglas Costa as a designated player. Yay or nay? Probably nay, but let's talk about it anyway to help me do all that. He's back. He's in a hotel room in an undisclosed location, probably because witness protection says that's where he must stay. He's the man, the myth, the legend, Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Hammer, how's it going, buddy? You've said too much. Oh. We're going to have to scrub this. Yeah. yeah this, this is not supposed to be, go on air. You, that, that's already way too much information that's being shared. But I, I didn't tell him where in California you were. Oh, oh, oh sure enough. wasn't oh, supposed yeah, to say California. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's Four, Check 49 states off the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah but e- irregardless, happy to be back. So happy. There's Jersey news. There's roster signings. There's, there's plenty to talk about. We're on the cusp of the preseason actually literally beginning. So. I'm excited to be here, excited to talk some LA Galaxy. It's been a little while. It it has been a little while. Let's put a pause on everything, though, and let's stop and set the mood here for everybody. Tonight, on this show, we're asking for no Super Chats, right? Don't send us a Super Chat. Don't give us money. We don't want it. Um, What we do want is for you to help and continue this ridiculously successful fundraiser for uh, for producer Ben over at Riot Squadcast, uh, for him and his family, his wife passed away from cancer. We talked about that um, already, and obviously our, our our thoughts with him and and his two wonderful and amazing girls. Um, but you guys, so far, this Galaxy community, um, I said something. I don't want people to think I take this lightly. I put a lot of uh, uh, of of weight in this quote, Eric. But that from one of my favorite movies from Elizabeth Town, it's uh, which is everybody hates that movie. I love that movie, and my wife <laughs> loves that movie. We're, it's our movie. Was, we like it. I was saying the only people I ever know to quote Elizabeth Town. It's you and actually, no, it's just you. Yeah, You're the just, only one. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know anyone else who talks 
fondly of that film. But go on. Yes, a great, great movie. Um, everybody hates it, but I, I love it. Uh, there's, there's a part in this, and, and and somebody passes away, and and they come up to him instead of just saying, "Oh, you have my condolences." The whole deal. This loss will be met with a hurricane of love, and it sounds corny, and it sounds better if you have a southern accent when you say it, because it was it, it very much works uh, in the movie. Um, but that's what you guys have been doing. This hurricane of love has been has been unbelievable. The original goal was fifteen thousand dollars, and you were like blew through that like it was a stop sign uh, somewhere in in L.A. Um, right now, just before we came on, I checked it, and it's up over twenty six thousand dollars now. And they even bumped the goal to twenty four thousand dollars. So again, right through it like a stop sign that didn't go. So what we're asking for you, and if you're listening to this podcast right now, what we're asking you to do is either go in the description of this podcast. We will have a link there. Or uh, if you're listening live right now, I want you to take a second. You can keep us in the background. Take a second, click a link, and donate five dollars. That's it. Just five dollars. That's all you have to do. But I want to try to get that that total up higher before the end of the show. Um, I, I can't think of anybody who's more deserving of this than than Ben and his girls. Um, they lost a, a major part of their life with this. So if you can, if you can do it, uh, whatever you can spare. And by the way, the Galaxy family has been sparing a lot. Um, because they have been uh, been blowing through all these goals. So, like I said, we're a little over twenty six, almost twenty seven thousand dollars. Let's push that to the end of this. And I'm going to remind you a couple of times through the show to do that. So, no super chat here. Um, just if you got five dollars right now, go and donate and uh, and put your name on that list of people who have been so amazing and generous with their uh, with their money. And uh, I, I would like to just share before I let Eric talk. Uh, I'd like to. To share, just I was talking with Chris Tucker, and and apparently Ben didn't even didn't even think one. He didn't want this to happen. He didn't want to put this up there. They sort of made him. I can understand that sentiment. I would be hesitant to reach out to. Um, but then Ben was like, "Well, nobody's going to donate either," and that's where he was wrong. And and Chris and I knew it was wrong. And so I'm right. I'm just happy that um, whatever we can put into this, however we can we can move this along, that we can um, to get uh, Ben and his family uh, some some relief. So they don't have to think about some of this stuff, um, which would be amazing. So please go there um, and help out if you can. We appreciate it. Um, and like I said, I'll be reminding you through the rest of the the podcast. Eric, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, just like you said, that you know, just the Galaxy community kind of rallying around each other. This is something uh, that makes this a, a special group, you know. And obviously, you know, with a tragedy like this, when it happens, you know, so a wife, a mother, uh, and it's just you know, a pillar of a family. Your, your heart and condolences really go out to them. And there's really nothing. There's no amount of condolences that you can offer uh, when something like this happens. So just you know, if the least we can do is uh, you know donate monetarily, then you know I, we're happy to do so and happy to kind of help promote that. And uh, Irvin said something in the chat, and I just would like to echo that. Even though the, that goal has been met, uh, I don't think that should hinder anyone's uh, you know, decision moving forward, because this is, like I mentioned earlier, someone's, this is a wife, this is a mother, there's no uh, there's no monetary value on that. So, you know, these are things that can help families and children's and children, you know, for years to come. So maybe, you know, things may be taken care of in, in the foreground, but there's still, you know, a long haul, a long life, a lot of other things to consider moving forward. So there's, there's not an amount that's too small, uh, you know, to help this family out you know, galaxy family aside, you know, a loving mother, loving wife, the, that's, this is your heart goes out to them. Uh, and then just, you add in the layer, the, you know, the, the podcasting connection that we have with them and understanding the time and the commitment that that takes. Uh, and, you know, to have a, a spouse that is supportive and caring. And that's all that you hear is how, uh, you know, how nice Laura was. And, and, and just, so it's, it's really, uh, you know, you, you can't do enough 
for for a family when when something like this happens. So I'm happy to see that goal already being met, but we're happy to continue to push that uh, to continue to support the family. We are. All right. So with that said, please go out there, donate if you can. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on the podcast, stop, break for a second and, and donate some money to the to the GoFundMe. It'll go to a good cause. I guarantee you, if you're going to spend five dollars on something, it's probably five dollars well spent right now. Um, with, with this, then, you know, if you're going to go spend it on like an ice cream sandwich at a gas station, which I had yesterday, um, Ooh. yeah, it was, they're, they're so good. The whole house ones, but no $5 on this. And that's what we want you to do. Fair All right. Enough. Very good. All right. Let's get to some LA galaxy talk and some LA galaxy news. Um, not a lot. Again, we've sort of been going through this in ebbs and flows this, uh, this off season. A lot of it has centered around, uh, a chase of Christian Pavone, which seems to be, I think death spiraling um, as it goes. Uh, currently, if you're paying attention to anything with Christian Pavone, it seems like he is being uh, recruited and kept an eye on by uh, some Brazilian teams. There's some Mexican teams there as well. The really interesting thing is that everybody told me for sure he was going to be sold in this winter, in this window, and it does not seem to be going that that is going to happen. It seems like everybody is resigned right now to let this just play out and the contract end. Yeah, that, that's the thing that's actually been most surprising to me is I think, you know, a month ago, we all thought, well, it'd be great if you can get Pavone on a free transfer, but I just don't imagine nobody going out and bidding on him or making a move for him. So that is actually the most surprising part. So the fact that uh, it looks like the window is going to close shortly in a few days here, and if nothing happens, then, uh, you know, you have the opportunity to sign him in the summer. And I think there's been discussion of a pre-deal and some other, you know, terms maybe already you already kind of know what you're what you're dealing with if he is able to reach that kind of threshold of receiving the pre transfer. So if the time does does lapse and you say, okay, maybe this can be a summer move. I, I was talking a little bit before we got started. I talked myself a little bit off the ledge before we started the show because I said, well, preseason's coming up. Who's going to play? And then I looked at the roster and I kind of put put together a full starting lineup for the preseason. I was like, you know what? We actually have an MLS roster. Maybe it's not you know a playoff winning MLS cup winning roster, but we have, we have players right. and we have, you know, people who can compete and, uh, you know, some, some pieces, it can get better. It can definitely get better. And you hope that there are, there are moves that are going to be made that improve the galaxy, but we have a, a good, you know, starting foundation and base. So if we have to wait till, uh, till summer to get Pavone, I think that's not horrible. Uh, so we'll just see if that actually does work out, but I think, you know, maybe one or two more moves and then you hold out hope, uh, for the summer. And, but it just, the, the, Antithesis. I'm going to argue against myself because that's uh, one of my strengths is arguing against myself is uh, <laughs> if, if that's our best we can do is waiting to, to, for Christian Pavone to be free in the summer. If that's the best we got, that's not exactly, uh, you know, great either. So, you know, that, that's as exciting as a move as we can make, make is waiting for someone to wait out their contract. You know, who are we going after? Who are we looking for? What are those, you know, big names, those changes? What are we trying to do to make a splash? And it just doesn't look like that's that's what's happening this season. Yeah, I would also caution against assuming that he wants to come back to Los Angeles. I think that um, at least in in discussions I've had of late, that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case. And, I, and I've said that on the Monday show, and, and I'll, I'll reiterate it. I don't know that that's the case. And so him waiting is very much probably a little bit of sticking his thumb up at uh, at Boca uh, or, or maybe biting his thumb, I should say, biting his thumb <laughs> at Boca um, in, in terms of saying, you're not going to get anything from me after I told you I wanted to move and a whole bunch of things. These themes, they, they seem to have a very uh, heated relationship at times. So uh, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. So Patrick asked any idea why he's not being sold. I would imagine that Pavone is nixing these deals. We've, we've talked about this before. You have to agree to personal terms 
terms on moves. So you can agree, the teams can agree on a transfer fee, but personal terms have to be agreed to as well for the player and the team that they're going to. If the player doesn't want to go, the player does not go. Um, and so that's one of the things uh, that you can continue to watch. Listen, I'm, I think he just hasn't found sort of where he thinks he should be. Uh, he can sign a pre-contract rather quickly as soon as the window closes and there's no more places for him to go. Uh, he's eligible and able to sign a pre-contract. That means if the Galaxy are really in this, then they you would know relatively quickly if he wanted it to be quickly. Maybe he wants to have it play out until the end of the year and play and do whatever he needs to do and generate some more interest as he sort of goes down. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to where you make a great point is that it could be him, you know, thumbing his nose or biting his thumb, whatever we decide the proper uh, idiom is there. Um, but basically, we said in the past because of the surgery that he, you know, waited to get done and them not maybe, you know, treating injuries and not honoring some of the things that he wanted to earlier, he could be kind of trying to stick it to them by waiting it out. So the where that can work against him is if he does, if this is a personal vendetta move, then Boca, once the transfer window closes, there's not going to be any benefit to Boca to you know play him so maybe they don't get him the minutes and so maybe he doesn't you know stay in game fit and that ends up being an issue you know by the time summer rolls around so that could be one of one part of it and so that's just something to be cautious of if he signs those terms super early then maybe that upsets the boca uh you know front office and that can affect playing time and some other things that happen as well so uh, it's just there's a lot of uh a lot of moving parts and it almost makes you think if, if this is all the headache that it's causing why are we you know why are we still following this guy? Wait, what's <laughs> what's the deal? And I, I, I know he he's produced, and I get, I get it to some extent. But is that do do no other wingers exist? Is there no one else? I mean, I mean, the argument against that is you know what you're getting, and you're getting a possible league MVP type player. I mean, that's hard to sort of say. Oh well, you don't need that. Every team in Major League Soccer could use that, right? Um, so it, it's one, it's, I, I understand the obsession. I, you know, I also heard that the, the case was going away. However, that ends up happening. I'm not sure that was, I don't, again, rumor more than anything else. Um, secondhand knowledge, not firsthand knowledge. Um, and so all those things sort of open him up to a move. Very interesting that things aren't happening. It doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, by the way. I could very easily see somebody finally just dropping the bank on this and saying, we need Christian Pavone. Maybe it's a European club. And in that case, I don't know that he's going to say no because that's what he's been wanting for a long time. So um, we sort of look at that and say, okay, is what it is. But I also 100% agree with you, Eric, which is there are other, it feels like you're there, like the galaxy are trying to like pick guys out of this tiny little fishbowl when they have the ocean that they can, uh, they can pick out of. And as we're seeing around the league, and we're certainly going to talk about that here in a little bit, the, the transfer windows are heating up. Things are happening. Um, you know, I saw, uh, this, this one tweet came out, uh, I think earlier today was basically three designated player strikers signed in MLS across the last 24 hours. And it's hard to keep up, right? It's, 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 these are, you know, one for Orlando, one for Philadelphia, one for Charlotte. Um, they're signing people and the pace of these offers seems to be increasing. And the other part about that, Eric, is the money that is exchanging hands inter league is ridiculous right now. Uh, which I mean, I, I mean, who doesn't love to look in the rearview mirror and play a little Monday morning quarterback here, Eric, but if the LA galaxy held on to Sebastian Legette, let's pretend for a second that they still knew he was going to new England. Everything was still going, but they wanted to drive a really hard bargain to make sure they got as much as they could. Waiting would have been a good idea because there have been several deals now where the money that has that has sort of traded places within the league has been astronomical. Uh, DC United basically went out and paid seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in general allocation money for Brad Smith. 
Um, and they're retaining a, a 10% sell-on fee. They didn't even they didn't even move all of his rights. They still have it. Um, apparently, I think he has about a $1.3 million uh, salary. So him going there, they're also, DC is taking all of his salary as well. So looking at all of these things and, and sort of taking it in, you have to sit here and say, listen, I know he was going to New England. Bruce had made sure he was going to New England. You could have made it more difficult on Bruce. I know Bruce is wily character. Right, you could have made it more difficult. I feel like the LA Galaxy got three hundred thousand dollars in guaranteed general allocation money this year for Sebastian Legette. Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing. And I think one of the what, earlier rumors with when Legette was popping around was Paul Ariola coming to the Galaxy, and you saw Dallas made the move, you know, for a million dollars to get him, Brad Smith for seven hundred and fifty, and I I got confused first. I thought they were getting the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that's Chad Smith. So slight difference close, there. Close. But uh, but again, you, I think. You might have been better off getting a drummer for that price. So it, it just made it interesting. Brad Smith, someone who's been a thorn in the side of the galaxy. But when you look at that price tag plus the sell-on fee, it is kind of crazy. It makes you think, you know, could this have been a, a straight swap for Ariola with Legit if they held on to him a little longer? You're right. They did make it very easy on on Bruce. Uh, so it is interesting, you know, and uh, you kind of have some of these panic buys towards the end. The season starting pretty soon. Reminds me a little bit with the, the NBA once their salary cap went up a little bit. They ended up overpaying for these kind of fringe players and it ended up hurting teams in the long run. So maybe they're making these moves now, but it's going to end up hurting them in the long run where you're going to see the benefit are the teams like the Seattle's who are selling them on or, uh, you know, uh, DC United's who are able, <laughs> even though DC United paid there, but they yeah. were able to make more money on the Areola deal. They had $2, so million, just, they had $2 million in, in general allocation yeah, money had, from from the Areola deal. So, you know, they, they could overpay a little free bit, money. Right? It was yeah. free money. <laughs> yeah, but where it makes the difference is going to be salaries. But I would imagine Brad Smith probably isn't, you know, cutting too deep into your salary. So maybe, yeah, if you have to use that money, overpay to, to get what you need to do. So uh, you're right. I feel like we could have gotten more for legit with the, the cachet that he brings. And, uh, you know, for who he was dealt to, it just seemed, seemed like we let him go too soon. So, again, nothing I can do about it. It's, you know, if, uh, if my, my aunt had something, she'd be my uncle. So yes. it is what it is. You can't, you can't go back and change those things. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how they can fill those gaps moving forward. I, I mean, the other thing is you go back to what Greg Vanny said during his press conference, which was basically we want to retain some flexibility, right? And he was we're, meth- we're methodical and we want to retain some flexibility, right? We want to be flexible. We want to be methodical. Those were sort of the, the two catch words from that press conference that day, last Thursday, a week ago. Um, when you look at that and you sit there and say, okay, well then they must really have people just targeted. They are done. They have blinders on. They know who they want. They're going after them and it's only them and they're going to get them and the whole deal. I mean, listen, we're going to talk about Costa, um, I don't know if I want to talk about it now, though. This it's just it's gonna get it. it people will get sidetracked whenever we talk about Costa. So I just I want to get Costa there at the end. We'll get it. We'll get to it. I'm not trying to string it along. There's not a huge update. It's just it, it's stuff that if you've been on social media, you've been paying attention to. We can sort of continue to expand upon and, and talk about. Um, let's talk about something fun, or at least it would be fun. Um, perhaps. Perhaps, and somebody said this either on Discord or they said it on Twitter, and I'm totally stealing it without any sort of, uh, you know, uh, 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 credit given to them whatsoever. Um, the, <laughs> so we're known for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so let, let me let me give let me paint you all a picture. This is going to be a great picture. Uh, so I hop out of the shower this morning. Uh, I grab my phone. I know. Just think about it. Right. Still, still dripping wet from the shower. I grab my phone. I'm getting ready to brush my teeth. Got my towel wrapped around me. 
Uh, ready what to color go. is the towel? The co- it's navy blue, of course. What, oh, what okay. other color? Nice. What, you know, come on, navy blue towel. So I got a navy blue towel wrapped around. Uh, it's got a waffle pattern on in case you really yeah. want to know, right? Yeah. It hides, 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 hides things well. Yeah, a bit, well, it, it has more surface area when you're really talking about it. Anyway, so I wrap my blue waffle towel around me. Um, I'm sitting there uh, getting ready to brush my teeth and I get a designated, uh, I get a designated player. No, I get a designated, I get a direct <laughs> message, a DM uh, from somebody and they show me some pictures and they go, I think this might be a leaked kit. And I said, okay. I go, well, where, where did you find it? Well, this guy is in London. I go, like the UK London? He's like, yes, yeah, England, London, England. This guy's in London, England, and he found this shirt at one of the department stores there. And I'm like, come on. Like, that's, it's not department stores. It's like a sporting store, but, you know, yeah. where, where there's lots of kits and lots of stuff and the it's, whole deal. And it's... And it's a chain and a well-known yeah. sporting store in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, uh, Philip Flanagan on Twitter is uh, is his name. I believe he's an Irish LA Galaxy fan who was in London on holiday and stopped by the store and was like, oh, because the only reason I say that is because somebody else said, oh, my God, there's another LA Galaxy fan in London. We can have a watch party. Right. <laughs> and it was like two people. And, and they're like, no, that's that's not how it goes. Um, he, he's like, no, I think I'm on holiday and he had a little Irish flag next to it. Um, watch it nice. be Irish and he's going to be like, it wasn't Irish. It was this. And like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you um, don't know your flags. Yeah. Come I don't on. know my flags. What else is new? Um, and so anyway, so it was going through the whole thing. So what we think we see, uh, and I will tell you what the LA galaxy told me whenever I, whenever I asked them about it too, what we think we see is, and while you want to call it a training top, it does not seem to be that, uh, we are seeing a replica primary kit um and it is all of its replica glory um the the details are toned down which you expect from the replica right as as i was talking in the discord somebody said uh, i think it was chris tucker he goes well of course the replica's toned down how else are they going to get you to spend 60 or 70 extra dollars yeah. on the authentic you know that's, that's you got to have the nice details on there yeah. um but what we see is a very plain white shirt with quasars around the sleeve holes, right? Around that that edging and that piping. We have the three stripes up on the shoulder that are navy blue. Everything else is basically white except for the collar that's navy blue. Um, that's about it. I mean, if you're describing this in the replica version, that's about it. What There's no sash, which we had been hearing now for months. Multiple years, actually. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah, a couple yeah. years. Because years down the road, people had said they've seen the sash was going away. That you know, They'd been part of focus groups and had those discussions. So yeah, we had been hearing the sash was going to be no more. Yes. Yes. And so we, so we were expecting that. Um, and so what you see is a, you know, $70, uh, or excuse me, 70 pound, um, purchase. So 70, half of 70 is 35. So it's about a hundred dollars, which is right around off uh, a replica cost, right? So $90, a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, 89 bucks is usually what they go for. Yeah. So so you know, there's some there's VAT over in in UK. Yeah. You know, you got to add <laughs> stuff on and stuff like that. So um so they went in here. So what you have is a very plain white I mean it could be the plain white tee. Somebody had some white jeans on fat kid deals and they're like, "Look, you could wear these oh, with, you your, with your uh, with your Galaxy kit." Um, Which yeah. You know who wore a white jean better than most people? R- Ramon Oh, I was going to say Ramon Alcantara. Alcantara. And Ramon Al- okay. you're right. You're right. We we had a we had a good white jean era. A white denim era and the LA Galaxy. We we never truly appreciated it. Yeah, I so uh, I, you know, we I would like to take the take this moment to thank Rolf and uh, Roman for for their white jean enthusiasm. Uh, talk to me. Talk to uh, explain this. What what are you what are you thinking, <laughs> Eric? What are you, right. what are you thinking? So, so when when he had this as the jersey guy, I, I love a good aesthetic, 
and I love, uh, you know, jerseys in general. So I'm kind of a, a kit head. I really like it. So, you know, I like some flavor to my jerseys, you know, uh, look uh, a club like forward Madison or, you know, even, you know, I was one of the few fans of the night Navy. I like something, you know, with, with a pattern, with some noise. Uh, and so that's why I actually really enjoyed the sash identity with a white shirt. There's only so much you can do. So by at least putting a sash, that's where you can, you know, have some fun with it and give it some identity. And I think, I feel like since the galaxy, uh, you know, winning, making their championship runs, I thought the sash was the identity that they should kind of permanently, permanently adopt moving forward. Now, I also know that not everyone is a fan of the sash. So maybe it's okay to take a little break every now and then. And so when you remove the sash, and your primary color is white, there's only so much you could do. So you're, you're going to end up with a white shirt eventually. And so I think that's what happened here. And when we initially saw it, we said, well, maybe this is a training top, but where it goes wrong is, or not where it goes wrong, but where you say that that's wrong is with the sleeve detail. When the quasars on the sleeve, you say, that's not, a training top isn't going to waste the time to put that extra detail on there. And so you say, okay, this is, this is probably the primary kit. So it is what it is. It gives me kind of Real Madrid vibes, just a simple, you know, simple colored collar and then you see the three stripes and then that's it just a white shirt and then the patch i think you are right the the authentic is going to be probably better quality and you're going to be able to tell on the patchwork you'll get the three stars you'll get the the heat the, the, five, the five stars the five the stars, five stars. Are, what did i say three, did I say three stars? stars yeah i was thinking of adidas three stripes right you'll get the five stars i, I cheated us out of some championships there the five stars uh, a nicer patch and then there might be some detail kind of hidden detail in the authentic because uh, sometimes that happens, uh, you know, with their design. So uh, I don't hate it. And I think where it gets better is with the rendering of what this would look like with both jersey sponsors and with the shorts. And and when you see that all together, you say, OK, it's fine. It's not a plain white tee because I think there are some who had some MLS clubs. I think it was Colorado uh, who had, you know, a white jersey and then their crest was whited out and then they had white stripes. So it was literally just a white tee. This there's at least you know, collaring, there's the stuff on the sleeves, uh, you know, there's the blue that's going to pop off of it. So I, I don't hate it. I think that there are people who are going to say, or who are going to really like it, uh, especially people who are not a fan of the sash, because this is what you're getting, that you're getting simple. It's, yes. it's has, you get the Adidas stripes, you get a, a blue collar and you get the LA galaxy badge and that's it. And I think if some people could remove the Herbalife uh, sponsor, that would, would be even better. And that's what they want. What it reminds me of is uh, Los Dos, LA galaxy two has kind of more toned down versions now that they've stopped using the exact uh, copies of the first team jerseys. They've kind of had some, you know, just regular team Adidas stuff. And some people have really liked just the plain, uh, you know, Los Dos jerseys. And I think that's kind of what this is. It's just a plain team Adidas, your stock, you know, collar and stripes and that's it. And that's what you get. So I think I'm going to come around to it, but I'm also not, I'm not wowed by it and I'm not impressed by it. Uh, so, you know, I like a design. I like something that's loud. I like something that pops and this, this doesn't do that. So in that regard, you know, doesn't wow me, but it, there's only so much you can do. It's it, a white shirt. Is it a good, <laughs> is it a good compliment to the community kit though? Community kit is like a busy kit, right? So it's, Correct. it's, it's busy. It's got details. It's got stripes. It's got a lot of things on it. It's got different colors. It's got silver. It's got gold. It's got all these things. And then you have this, which is like, Oh, it's just chill. It's just it's the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. As a, as a collective, it's, it's a good pair. It's a good pairing of jerseys. 
as a collection. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, I like the, the, the chat room is talking a, a bunch of things about this. And by the way, a, a shout out to uh, Jonah Henderson who took the replica and then um, basically came in and, and designed what he thought the authentic might look like with the five stars and with the collar. We think that the collar is going to have some sort of quasar detail as well. Um, that was that's the thought. Um, and certainly there are some people who have seen it who are giving some opinions on it and sort of like, I think it looks like this. Remember whenever I saw it seven years ago or whenever, how long ago it was, um, that they actually took a look at it. So, um, I expect there to be a little more detail. I love the chat rooms talking about how that like, maybe there's a watermark in the authentic that you yeah. can't see if they watermarked <laughs> a sash on this, by the way, I would be all in on it. Like I would be, I, I think that's. Right. I'm with you there. I'm with you. I think if like a, a faint, the U S national team circa 2010, I think their home Jersey was white. And then it was like a whitish sash across. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Okay. So, so you're not getting the full sash, but you're getting a background. That, that would be cool. I would like that. So which just means it's not going to happen. It's Listen, not going to be on the, this team. is gonna, sash is gone. This is, RIP yeah, to the it, sash. I, this is going to be, and obviously everybody I've seen this now for, for months, Eric, and I don't know and I haven't heard anything and nobody has said anything. Um, about a rebrand, right? Are the LA Galaxy rebranding and is this like the simple kit that is supposed to lead into a rebrand and, and the whole deal? I don't I don't know what they expect that this kit is. I don't know what you think the LA Galaxy are going to rebrand to. Are they going to refresh things? I think they refresh things almost every year in some way or another, right? Um, but it's not like the name is going to change. You like that has so much capital in the world. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's ridiculously valuable. So that's not going to change. Quite honestly, the colors that David Beckham wore probably aren't going to change because everybody knows that these are the colors. And you can argue that 96, they were different colors. Absolutely. But when the LA Galaxy made a splash in the world with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, with David Beckham, with Robbie Keane, with Landon Donovan, with those guys, it was in these colors. I don't think the colors are going to change um, either. So, I, you know, I don't think that there's anything to this quote unquote rebrand. Are they going to refresh? I, I would imagine they're going to refresh because everybody refreshes. Juventus it's, just refreshed not yeah. too long ago. I think it's it's funny that you said that because that's where my brain was going. Is, and that's exactly it. I don't think you're going to get a full rebrand with a different looking logo and different colors and all this stuff. And stuff. But I think an update, they, they are maybe due for an update and kind of, you know, simplifying some fonts or, you know, updating, you know, some rounding of the edges or, you know, some things here or there. I, I like, I think since the rebrand, I think, and you look at other rebrands that other MLS clubs have done, the LA galaxy crest is still to me, you know, a top, top two or three crests in, in the league. I think mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, so if, if you're tired of the colors and you want to go back to the original, you know, 96 colors, then I understand that to a degree, but you're right. This is the most iconic, uh, you know, visual for the LA Galaxy that they've had over the course of their years now. They've had this logo more than they have, you know, the original logo now. Right. So if you look over the course of time. So this is, you know, now become the Galaxy's, you know, primary primary badge. So, yeah, maybe there can be an upfresh, up, up, a refresh, excuse me, and updates and, you know, minor tweaks here and there. But I don't imagine a full-scale rebrand, uh, you know, maybe just adding, you know, LA Galaxy Soccer Club or SC, throw something on there or throw a 96 on the badge or something like that. Now that we're getting to the point where you're getting so many expansion clubs where maybe you want to highlight that you're one of those initial clubs somewhere on the badge. So that that could, I could see something like that happening, but I don't expect a full-scale rebrand unless whoever was invited to those focus groups. It all depends on who was in the room. Who was in the room when it happened? You know, there's Hamilton for easy, you. Easy you Hamilton. Know, so, <laughs> so, so it depends what those people said as well. You know, that that doesn't necessarily speak for the entirety of the fan base, but 
if you're in the right place at the right time, you can influence a lot of decisions. Uh, I love this because I've been seeing a lot of this and I will tell you exactly why you're wrong and it won't happen. Um, everybody's asking, they're like, well, just wear blue shorts and blue sh- socks with it. It'll look, it'll look different. It'll look cool. Never going to happen. Not in MLS anyway. The only time you've ever seen mixed jerseys is outside of MLS comp, right? So you've seen it maybe in US Open Cup where they've mixed jerseys. You've seen it in preseason where they've mixed the white and the blue. And you've seen it maybe in the CCL before they've released certain things and they've worn blue shorts without it. MLS is pretty much, and so is FIFA, by the way, really, whenever you start talking about it, but mm-hmm. MLS is pretty much light versus dark, right? Solid color, uh, solid dark color versus solid light color. And for the most part, the kits always reflect that. We talk about how the home team gets to pick the kit all the time, and then the other team has to react. Well, usually the LA Galaxy pick, whenever they're at home, they pick a white kit, which usually means the team's coming in, pick a dark kit. But whenever the Galaxy have their community kit on, then the other team has to wear a light kit, right? So these are all reactions to stuff that that happens, but you're not going to get a mixed kit. I, I would almost guarantee it because it just does not happen in MLS play. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really funny by the way, Antonio goes, <laughs> goes, I'm going to sock the people that are available on a Wednesday at 12 PM that go to those focus <laughs> groups. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's sort of where it is. Um, yeah, but, so, but to your, to your point, I think we've, we've rarely seen, uh, the blue shorts combo. And I think that was, a, that was actually a FIFA rule. I remember, uh, in the world cup in 2014, that's where you saw teams like Germany and Argentina who used to wear black shorts they wore white shorts during the tournament because they wanted everything super light for the contrast of teams. I think they went back on that uh, as they went on. And you see clubs like Tottenham where it's been part of their identity for, you know, a <laughs> hundred years. And so you're not going to change that. I think with the galaxy, I, I, I like the clean look, the all whites, uh, they're making it work. And then maybe every once in a while you can throw the blue shorts in there. But the only issue is the away shorts aren't blue. They're black. And so then now do you come up with a third short? And and that that, becomes a whole different thing. And does that and does that fuel the uh, the uh, the whole oh, there's going to be a third kit, right? Because everybody's like, oh, well, the third kit will be blue, which, by the way, if you were doing a third kit, your third kit would be blue, right? Absolutely. Actually, what do you disagree a little bit? I I think uh, and someone mentioned it in the chat and I apologize because it just went away. But like the the gold hasn't really been prominent or the yellow of the galaxy hasn't been prominent. I think a yellow shirt. Do you remember? I've always, you do know, you remember the I yellow training tops? Do you remember? Yeah, they, the they, best, ha- they had the one. Of the, they were great. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So I think a yellow shirt with blue shorts would be an incredible third kit uh, if they eventually went that, that way. Yep. Good times. I like it. I saw so I give the jersey a passing verdict. Right. But, it, but I'm not I'm not blown away. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I got to be. You're not going to have people lining up on the first day selling this thing out. People will we'll warm up to it and eventually buy it because they want the new stuff. It's going to look uh, it's going to look really good in person though. This is this is what happens every year of of kids that I'm like, "Oh no, that's fine." <laughs> and you're like, "Nah, you're like, I don't even like it." This is me every year and I don't really even like it. And then 3 days later it's like, "You know what? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I can see it. I can see the details. Okay, it's it's not that bad." And then I see it in person I go, "You know that actually looks really sharp in person. Whenever you get close to it, it looks it, well, yeah. And 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 I've become a snob also. It's the patch, the the replica patch and the authentic patch, re- you, there's really a noticeable difference. So when you see, you know, the authentic patch with the stars, it just makes makes you feel things, makes you feel good things. And so uh, I'm sure when I see it, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, somebody somebody else in the chat room goes, "This is just strictly a money grab." Every time they release a jersey, yeah. it's a money Selling grab. Selling jerseys, that, Selling jerseys is a money grab. Yeah, I would. Correct. I would also like to say <laughs> I do not think that a large majority of revenue comes from jerseys sold. 
uh, for the LA Galaxy. I just don't think that that's the case. I believe they would much rather have more people in the stands than jerseys sold because I, I would imagine the margin on those, even though they sp- spend a bazillion dollars, I'm sure Adidas gets a large cut mm-hmm. of that and the Galaxy get, and then MLS gets a cut of it and then the Galaxy get a cut of it, right? And this whole thing. So for me, um, I just, I, I never buy into this. Like, you know, the, the shoes that they sold, that sold with the, the gazelles, right. And everybody was like, oh man. And they got those real quick. I just don't believe that impacts the bottom line as much as everybody thinks it does. So this is my thing. If you want to be angry and protest that stuff and you, you can go ahead and do it. Just don't pretend like you can gatekeep for everybody else who wants to do it. And also, you know, that that's how you get to vote. I'm always for voting and protesting any way that you want. As long as it's respectful, um, go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just not this money grab that you think it is for the team. It's not like the team is like, oh man, it's, otherwise there would be a third kit because they would be like, oh, well, we can make so much money if we just put another one out. I think it's a raw, a raw numbers thing. So, you know, maybe for, for MLS and for the LA galaxy, they, they set records and sell a lot of jerseys, but big picture, when you look at the global soccer market, the Jersey market, you know, they probably doesn't make as big of a dent as, uh, you know, maybe some other big clubs around the world. So from that and, and that's not to knock the LA Galaxy and what, what they've done and the, the marketing that goes into it. It just it comes down to the, the basic numbers. It probably isn't your I agree, isn't as big of an impact as others. But if it if it were awful and nobody bought it, that also would be noticeable as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure you're going to get a tweet from me on the home game, uh, like their first home game, whenever they're, and I'm like, you know what? These jerseys actually look pretty sharp. Uh, they're, they're pretty nice. So, uh, the whole deal. So anyway, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I did reach out to the LA galaxy asked if this was authentic or at least the replica is this, if this was true to what was going to be released. And I was told, um, quote unquote, uh, I guess you'll find out when it gets released. Um, so, uh, which better than a no, I, I, better than I would imagine, not it. I would imagine <laughs> you get told that it's not it, it, because especially with the yes. way with the reaction that's sort of been going out today, which has yeah. sort of been, I'd say more than more, more negative than positive on it. You would want to squash that with all that negative. If it was really not true, here's the other thing I'll tell you right now. Um, the, uh, MLS is controlling the release date. I've told you this before, but I'm dead serious. They are controlling the release date. I've asked for that release date so I can plan for what is coming up. So I can make sure I'm going to be available. I can make sure that I have time dedicated to it. Like I try to plan out my months on announcements and stuff like that. And a lot of times, like I would never tell you what the release date is. If they told me and I wasn't allowed to tell you, I'm not going to do that. That's not how it works. But I would tell you if I knew the date, we, we have a release date Yeah, and coming up soon. Stay Stay posted. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know when it is and you, you hang in there. Right. I would tell you something like that. Yeah. I do, They will not tell me it is like super secret. They don't want anybody to know. Um, and I was thinking about it too. There were like 29 kits at least that have to get released this year. Not counting the teams that have third kits, right? Because you have two from Charlotte and then everybody else gets a new one. Um, plus teams, some teams have third kits, right? So 29 plus. Um, they, they, they used to do Jersey week. So I think maybe there's a, a week or two weeks. Maybe it's, going to be extended over two weeks where, you know, it's one a day or two or three a day. So they're probably waiting for, for that week to happen. But my only thing is, uh, you know, the season is, that's going to come up pretty close. You know, today watching the U S men's national team, they're already advertising for the LA galaxy versus New York city they FC. Are. So that, you know, we're, if we're close enough to advertise for it, if people want this Jersey by the home opener, you kind of, we have to get moving pretty soon here. We're, we're getting close to the window where, you know, fans, if they, they want to have the, the new hotness for the beginning of the season. We, we got to start seeing it available soon. 31 days. Exactly. Uh, they said a month away. It is. It's a month away. Um, so the LA galaxy versus the defending MLS cup champions, uh, New York city FC. All right. Um, 
so we've covered some of that. I, I think one of the other interesting things that sort of came about today was Mexico was playing Jamaica. We know that Julian Araujo got called into the Mexico camp. Uh, we were expecting to see possibly him on the bench. Uh, that was that was a realistic uh, goal for him. And we thought, OK, we'll see sort of where that is. Uh, Julian Araujo didn't make the bench, didn't dress. Uh, I don't it's not an injury from anything that I know of. This was a coach's selection. Um, I, I would like everybody not to read too much into this just because you have Julian Rahu who hasn't played a game since the L.A. Galaxy got eliminated. Um, and so he's really still in preseason form. So expecting him to sort of go in there and compete at the level that I think he's capable of right now is probably a little too much to ask. Um, but at the same time. You know, I, I think uh, Mexico's. They were saying in the Discord that Mexico's right back got injured relatively early on in that game as well, and it's sort of one of those things. It's like he's gonna have to eventually be called on. Um, I was also making an argument that in the U.S. game he could have definitely played in that game as well. Um, I, I and and my argument stems from this is that I, I love Serginho Dest. I think he's a really talented and really skillful player going forward. I just don't think he defends very well, and I think Julian does a better job with that. So, um, you know, when you look at all these things. Julian not dressing for Mexico, not a huge surprise, but at the same time, you uh, you just hope that, again, you don't read too much into it. You say it's preseason and that's it and you sort of move on from it, um, but I expect him to be competing for minutes on Mexico and I think that helps him this LA Galaxy year. And I think something to consider is this is a three-game cycle. So this is game one uh, away at Jamaica, you know, so maybe, you know, Tata was relying on the veterans a little bit more. Uh, and so just the fact that he's called into camp, it's just an honor to be nominated. Just just the fact that he's called into camp and to, you know, train with those players, you know, that's step one. And so now actually getting World Cup qualifying minutes, that's that's no joke. That's, the, you know, the real deal. And so there is, you know, going to be other opportunities. So if he doesn't dress or see the bench for all three of these games in this cycle, then I think that might be a concern. And you start to really worry, you know, about Julian Araujo and, and his decision, uh, you know, to make that move. Where I'll go back, I, I love I love Julian Araujo. I, I don't I don't see how you replace Sergio Dest. That's that that position's locked down. Me, you know, we're talking depth or maybe some backup stuff, but uh, he, I don't think anyone's he got that circles spot. run around him in the first half by an El Salvador <laughs> team that's only scored four goals all all cycle. I'm just saying that whenever you look at this, I don't think. And I, I think people underestimate it. I certainly know that MLS pays absolutely no attention to what Julian Araujo does, especially after uh, Extra Time Radio came out with their top five best right backs in, in Major League Soccer. And Julian Araujo wasn't on the yeah, list. The top five. Yeah, that's disrespectful. No, because because the argument isn't whether Julian Araujo is a top five right back at Major League Soccer. The argument is, is he in the top three? He probably mm. is. Right. And so and they even came back afterwards, I guess, and, and they agreed that they screwed up and that he should have been on the list. Did they really? Yes. Yes. I was MLS told. Said that? Uh, yes, I was. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I that's mean, that's shocking. Well, I, I haven't been on Twitter. I didn't see. Well, the extra time, the redaction, the extra time radio guys. Remember, that's who was doing this. They <laughs> said that they screwed up on all this. Right. But just understand the disrespect and the non paying attention. Personally, why should you pay any attention to the L.A. Galaxy? What have they done recently to, to garner any attention? Right. One. Uh, but two is one of the most exciting players that the L.A. Galaxy has. And quite honestly, one of the best prospects I think MLS has coming up here in the next year to get transferred out, um, you know, to Europe and, and and make some money. Again, we've talked about how that might be more difficult because the Galaxy value him more than Europe does. Um, whenever whenever you get in that is is Julian Araujo. Um, so it was 
it, it's, I hope, and uh, one of our uh, good friends of the show, Pam, uh, was like, Sasha Kleshen better print this out and hang it up in Julian Araujo's locker, right? And I'm like, Do I need to cut another video here? Right? And, and it's like, it's like, come on. It's like, do you, really? Is that is that what needs to happen? Bulletin board material for Julian Araujo. Yeah. They forgot about Which, him. They, they agreed they missed, but, but they forgot, Eric. That's that's what they did. Yeah. But you, you don't forget about Julian. That's, that's for sure. But I will say, if you're a Galaxy fan, you take this as a positive because when did Julian Araujo have his breakout season? It's after he felt that he was snubbed by Burhalter and the U.S. men's national team. So if he feels like he's being snubbed by MLS, he feels like he's being snubbed by the Mexican national team. Watch out. He's going to come out and he's going to come out guns a blazing. So maybe we'll, we'll spin this spin zone into, you know, a positive for Julian Araujo, you know, stepping his game up and taking even another leap this season. So he's totally capable of that. And I'd be happy to see him. Uh, try to shove it right right back down their throats there. There you go. So that's that's the fire number. Uh, Julian Rajo is going to get really upset about a league podcast. <laughs> Andrew Weeby. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. what Weeby suck says. Suck it, Weeby. <laughs> Araujo is going to get a shirt that says, that says suck it, Weeby, and wear it to games. I don't even know if he was the, the main culprit. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but he's, I enjoy him. <laughs> he's, he's a nice enough guy. I, I've yeah. run into him at a couple different easy, things. Nice enough guy, but he's an easy name. target, and I'm going to yeah. use it. So that's fine. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so that, that's sort of, uh, sort of where we put that at, at the different things. So with Julian Rajo in Mexico, again, something to watch as they go through, um, their, their qualifiers here. I think they have three coming up then. And so that will still go on I, again. It feels weird, uh, that we're not paying attention to any LA galaxy players on the U S men's national team. I watched the game tonight and I didn't have to pay attention to anything, which doesn't happen. Former, uh, LA galaxy players on there. Um, and certainly Jossie's artist playing. Um, and so, uh, you got to see some of that. Um, but it was just, it's weird. It's weird. It just, it doesn't feel right. And I, (laughs) I I mean, I, I literally, we tried to think of it on the last show on Monday night show. I think of the last time there wasn't a U.S. men's national team player, active player on, um, on, on the LA galaxy. And it, it it eludes me. I don't think it's happened because you had Kobe Jones for the beginning. Then you had Landon Donovan for so long. And then there was overlap yeah, with Landon Sebastian, maybe. And, uh, and yeah, that's then where it gets a little bit. You you had Omar Gonzalez. Omar, yeah. Omar was in there. So I think Omar if he had been the stopgap between, uh, you know, Landon and uh, and Legit. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm with you. I don't think they've they've gone a full season without having at least one but, U.S. national. But should it matter? No. Is this a good thing? No. I mean, this could be a good thing. You don't lose a lot of guys to international break. I will say that I think with the acquisitions they have made so far, the LA Galaxy and what Greg Berhalter has done, I feel like he has solved some of the international duty issues that he is having, just in terms of having backups and everything uh, that they got. So... Um, it was funny because what about Efrain Alvarez, right? Because he's supposed to be with Mexico mm-hmm. as well, but I, he wasn't called in the camp, so that that wasn't something. Um, for as much as Efrain Alvarez did take a step forward last year, um, it, it, I don't know. I don't know that it was enough to really satisfy that itch. I think that in friendlies he'll continue to get some call ups, and they're going to continue to look at him, see him develop, and all that. And who knows what happens this year if he starts making noise then Tata's going to come calling if he's making noise. But I don't see Efrain Alvarez as an international player because I don't know that he has the size for it, and I'm not sure he has the quickness for it. But he he has the touch, and he has has the left foot, and he has the – I think he has the the mind, and it's just – we'll see if he can put it all together. The joke – it's kind of the running joke. We're on uh, Efrain Alvarez's fifth breakout year. Mm -hmm. You know, so every every year is supposed to be the year. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. And actually, I I could see this actually being the year if we don't have – someone pulling the strings, mm-hmm. there's an empty space. There's a void for him to fill. Step up, you know, drop dimes and be that guy who's going to distribute and run the offense. He, he has the ability to do that. And if he could take 
right? To be be the guy who's, who's been he could take that step. I he has the the potential to be that guy, and so I would love to see him do it. But I'm with you based on what we've seen so far. I haven't seen that progression like we've seen with other players, him making that leap. So I'm not going to hold my breath and expect, uh, you know, Efrain Alvarez, this, this is, is the year. year that he becomes the savior. This is the I, year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding it. It'd be great if he does, but I'm not, I'm not having that as an expectation. Wasn't last year, Chicha, not this time. wasn't last year, Chicha year. And this is, this is needs to be Efra year, yeah. right? This is, this there we is, go. This redemption is, season, redemption yeah. season for Efra. Although he has no redemption to make, he just has to get better. Yeah. And that's all, all you're looking at. Uh, speaking of Omar Gonzalez, it's funny that you say that, uh, Omar Gonzalez and AJ Delagar is a blast from the past. We're seen, uh, hanging out down by the beach. I would imagine down near Manhattan or Hermosa beach is usually where the hangout is. Uh, I joked along because they're obviously here with the new England revolution, uh, both back with Bruce arena. Um, and I, I joked that the reason that new England always tries to get out here is because Bruce likes a little wine bar down in Hermosa beach. Um, and that's where he once <laughs> called me John Guzman. So, um, I, I think that's the, that's the big joke there, but Omar and AJ hanging out. Uh, it was interesting cause AJ De La Garza then was, uh, tweeting out and he says year 14, uh, where year one started. So they were out training on, and it looks like it's the backfields too. They were actually training on the backfields, which the LA galaxy don't train on anymore, but this is where Bruce arena would hold all of his trainings was on the backfields. Um, now they use the U S soccer fields, which are out front and U S soccer doesn't use this facility as much when the women come in town, they, they use it, but, um, it, it's a little less uh, used. Um, the, the only other thing that, that sort of was tweeted out that I saw from, from AJ and it was sort of one of those things again, where you sort of, you laugh a little bit, but he goes first morning in LA and this view is, and he's got a little hard eyes emoji uh, going there. And it's like, it's like, this could have been you, but you playing, right? That's it. it was it was <laughs> like he, he it, we, this could have been we could have been we could have been together. We could have he, he could have yeah, he could have never been traded. He just could have been here the whole time. And so uh yeah, that that is kind of crazy, but you think about, you know, the salary implications, everything that, you know, don't don't bother me with reality. It's yeah, just I nice don't. to see it. and 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 the frustrations that Omar gave and the ups and downs that he's had on the field. But just seeing Omar and AJ at the beach just just feels good. It's like it's like a it's like a warm blanket. Yeah. You know, so so you know, let me have my sentiment and enjoy watching those guys back in town. I was we we so often talk about nostalgia and it's like a tweet from AJ in LA showing palm trees on a beach. That's pure nostalgia. It's like just yeah. you, you can smell the salt air and that you're like, "Oh, when AJ and then a, there he comes. AJ Delgar's running up the right-hand side or running in, running through the center or making a slide tackle in a in a 2014 MLS Cup that saves the game, you know, inside the box after he ran 70 yards." It was that type of thing. Do you ever do you ever really think about the impact that that has? It's a psychological impact more than anything, I think, to fans because um, AJ was sort of in that in that downward sort of swing as mm-hmm. as he was going, and, and they moved him. I, from a playing perspective, you can almost understand it. It was just unthinkable because you didn't need to do it. It seems, um, yeah. even though they said they had to, and, and he was such a fan favorite that you get such a negative push from that. I mean. Uh, could AJ, could AJ Delagarza realistically still be with the LA galaxy right now? No, (laughs) no, but I think it's the way they went about it. And just the, uh, to me, I just, I always just remember, you know, just like the, the whole thing with, with his son, with Luca, the, the Luca knows heart, you know, deal. That's just, that was like, you you went through something, uh, you know, even though we weren't on the field with these guys or are, but there was a connection with those players who were in that locker room and the people who were around the team during that time, you felt that. And so I think when you make that type of a connection with the player, it's like, okay, this is one of our guys. And so just the way in which he went, 
that that's the part that was unfortunate. So I think with, with salary things and, you know, with his, and here we are, I was being nostalgic and now I'm going to be a jerk. This is decline in play and, you know, wasn't going to be the starter, right. you know, he's year 14. Let's right. be real. And so it, it is what it is. You weren't going to be paying him a million dollars a season just with natural progression. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, he probably wasn't going to stay with the galaxy the whole time, but I think it was just the way, uh, that he was let go, the, the left the sour taste, and you know the galaxy have been cursed ever since. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he is he is the the bambino for uh, <laughs> for for the LA Galaxy, right? You're gonna have to get a goat. Um, you're gonna have to get a goat in the stadium. Uh, no, actually, you can't see. You can't even use the goat trick. That doesn't. That won't even work for the LA Galaxy. You're gonna have to get like uh, like some sort of like. Uh, you're gonna have to get Twizzle. That's who you're gonna have to get. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, you got to bring Twizzle I, well, in order to break it. You know, Twizzle. I, I hear there's some rumblings. Galaxy rebrand or refresh. Oh well, yeah, just bring Twizzle, Twizzle back. <laughs> just bring Twizzle back. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, as we go, and as we've sort of been been hinting at, it's obviously Douglas Costa, Douglas Costa. On Monday night, I told you I'd heard rumors that he was going to be a designated player. I didn't know how much to trust that, but I certainly had heard it, and it was from a source on this side of things. It was on the LA Galaxy side of things. It was not a source from Brazil. Uh, the next day, the Brazilian rumors basically came out that saying not only would Douglas Costa be a designated player, which we'll address that for a second, or we'll address that particular point here in a second, um, but the Douglas Costa was going to get paid about $5 million a year, was going to be one of the highest paid players in Major League Soccer, which at $5 million, it's a lot of money, and he will be semi in that upper range. So you could say, okay, that, that makes some sense in terms of their range of, of things. Also, people were trying to do conversion rates and all sorts of stuff to figure out like what, what it would actually make. <laughs> What's um, the Brazilian market? Yeah, what's comparison? the Yeah, what's the Brazilian uh, mar- market on all that? Um, so, uh, so five million dollars a year is the rumor that is out there. So, there's another part of that rumor that I don't think is getting as much play, uh, but there are hints, or at least there are rumors out there that say it could also be a one-year loan for five million dollars. Here is uh, his contract with Juventus, who owns. Uh, Douglas Costa right now. Uh, remember, Gremio had him on loan. They were in the first division. They got relegated down to the second division. And apparently, they have released him from his loan deal. So technically, he goes back to Juventus, right? That's that's what you yeah. expect to happen. He goes back to Juventus. Um, but it seems more than likely he's coming to LA with the LA Galaxy. Um, so $5 million a year uh, is what the rumor is. And the only way that I can sit there and sort of say, okay, does that make any sense? First of all, you're talking about at one point, a world-class talent. I don't know if he still has that within him, but at 31 years old, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he could still come in and absolutely ball in MLS. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, this is where we have to manage expectations and where we've been spoiled as a galaxy fan base that, you know, not everyone walking through the door is going to be Zlatan or Beckham, or, you know, Messi and CR7 are not walking through that door. So you have to think, okay, where's the level of player that's going to be able to make an impact? And Douglas Costa, you're right, he has shown the flashes, has been a game changer. I think if he kind of burst on the scene with Shakhtar, uh, they made some Champions League runs and kind of upset some teams along the way. And he was the focal point of that team, and that got him noticed, uh, you know, to Juventus, and then spent some time at Bayern, and then he kind of fizzled from there. And so I think the concern is, is since his shining moments you know he's kind of gone downhill and it's not not a great sign when one of the things that people remember you most by is you spitting at another player uh so you know maybe that's not a great thing character wise and then you you know you hear about lack of motivation and you know why other teams don't want to call him back and there's those concerns but then you think well this guy has a talent you know he 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 knows the game and so maybe he comes change the scenery 
uh, maybe his level, and I, I hate to say this and because it's going to make me sound like a Euro snob, maybe someone who is, doesn't have it for Europe can still have it beyond, you know, MLS level defenders and still dominate and, and contribute and, you know, make other defenders look foolish and be a good member of this team. So there is a positive, there is a, a, a way that this can be a positive move. But if you're feeling hesitant about it, you're not feeling great about it because it's a DP move and it's a lot of, a lot of money. And, you know, depending on how many years they offer it because of these injury concerns, because he's not the same guy he was, you're, you're right to have those concerns also. Yes. But you, people had those concerns about Chicharito. Look what he did last season. People had those concerns about Zlatan with coming off a knee injury. Look what he did. Ashley so, Cole, Ashley Robbie Keane, quite honest. I, everybody, and I know because... Everyone who's come, and it's because... Just because they're not top flight in Europe doesn't mean they can't dominate in MLS. That's just the facts. And yeah. I, I think Douglas yeah. Costa could be another one of those guys. Here, here's the rub on that, though. He was at second division Gremio and not looking great in Brazil. So, I mean, I, motivation. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but I know. Still. But, yeah, but still. I, listen, I got panned for this, and I think people misunderstand this whenever I say it. He's putting himself in sort of this Ashley Cole redemption sort of thing, right? We. Do you, I don't remember if people remembered the acrimony on, online whenever the LA Galaxy signed Ashley Cole. Oh, I don't want to go retire on a beach. The comment was yeah. played over. He's washed <laughs> up. He's not playing at Roma. He's not doing anything. Why do you think yeah. Ashley Cole would be in here? I actually saw somebody today trying to explain that, you know, Ashley Cole really wasn't that good with the LA Galaxy Oof. because, wait, wait, hold on. It gets better because, Oof. you know, he didn't have the speed that he used to have and he didn't have all that. And if it wasn't for his superior IQ, he would have gotten beaten a lot of times, but he didn't. He Thank literally you. Well, didn't no. get beaten because he had a superior IQ and he That's dominated right. that left back for the LA Galaxy. All right. You said it. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Correct. He didn't have the speed. He didn't have, he's not, he wasn't the same Cole, but he still came here and bossed, bossed that outside uh, fullback position. So, you know, it's, it's possible. And it's because of his IQ, because he knows the game and he had that, you know, the, you, you can't be experienced from, you know, once the legs fall off and the wheels fall off, fine. But when you, when you have the knowledge, you know, the game, you know, where to play the ball, you know, where to position yourself. That means a lot. Yeah. And, and listen, I don't know that Douglas Costa is that guy. I mean, a lot of it depends on his technical ability and sort of his mm -hmm. speed at which he could think and he could think faster than other people. He could react faster. Um, if all of that has gone downhill, then the same guy who can take small spaces and, you know, uh, you know, make, make MLS or make defenses look bad, you know, might not have the same. Here's the other thing though. MLS defenses are usually pretty horrible because they spend all their money that's, on offense. So that's where I'm going with it. Right. Yeah. So, so you're bringing <laughs> and, them in. And, yeah. And Dre makes a good point, but Ashley Cole wasn't a DP. Correct. That's fair. Correct. That's the fair concern. Yes. Yeah. And, I'll give and, you that. And by the way, uh, LA Native uh, chimes in and, and wants to add to our list of players that we said. Gerard, Stephen Gerard came in here, washed up, and was still washed up. Uh, and Giovanni Dos Santos. Yes. But he, you saw it. There were flashes. Gerard was washed. He wasn't the same Gerard, but there were moments there where he showed flashes like, oh, it's still in there. You know, he, he still got something in there. He went. You know, but I was going to say, but do you want to pay five million dollars to, yeah. to to and, Douglas Costa to figure out whether the, uh, yeah. there's reason to be optimistic that if this is alone and again, his contract runs all the way through next summer with Juventus. So it makes sense, actually, that there would be a loan and not a buy, because I imagine Juventus is like, well, we want money uh, because he still has a year left. And the Galaxy are like, well, I don't pay any more money. Well, how about we just loan him? And, yeah. and then it's only a year. If it's only a year, if it's only 12 months. Okay, so what happens? Test drive the Ferrari. So, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's so, take it for a spin. So what happens? What happens at the end of next year if it's if he's only a year loan? Is the LA Galaxy 
this is a question mark. Does Chicharito come back? Is his option year picked up because he had 20 goals? I mean, if Chicha's scoring 20 goals in MLS this year, you're bringing him back for the next year. I know everybody's sort of like, oh, I don't know if that's no, 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 you are. You're going to bring him back. <laughs> all right. And, and it's, it's, it's not a Zlatan situation. He genuinely gets along with everybody. He wants to be here. He's playing. He played out of his mind and, last year. He really did and, play well. And the team likes him. The, the players rally around him. He's a leader in the locker room. So I get it. Maybe we can, you know, maybe the price tag is something we can work. But again, if he's taking a D, DP slot at $7 million, at $2 million, not my money. Yeah. Hey, what, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think this is at, this is correct. It, it, Cole wasn't a DP in this chat room is certainly saying that. Um, and then American Blue says there are a million good players and we find the costas of this world. This is the <laughs> this is the problem. It's like, but, yes. But the costas are the ones who you have the chance of bringing to MLS. I see Modric all over the chat. I'd love Modric. Let's bring Modric here now. He, Let's he, has, a, he has a PR million. problem. He has a PR problem. He's not coming. <laughs> Irregardless, yes, that'd be great, but he's not coming, and maybe that he's not ready to come to MLS. He's still scoring penalties and, and contributing for Real Madrid, so I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna hang on to him. I think he's gonna be all right over there. So you can't get that guy. You know who you can get? Douglas Costa, <laughs> the guy with hamstring problems and an attitude issue. Yeah, we can get that guy. And so that's that's just that's who it is. That's is, who we can get. Is is this mining like the diamond in the rough though? Do you go out and you say these are a guy who you know um, this this is a guy who is undervalued, right? Because he's at a second division Could Gremio. Be. Like people aren't aren't paying attention to him. They think they think he's a wash up. But we're finding the diamond in the rough here. We're finding a guy that maybe he, we would realistically, if we're getting from from Juventus, would have cost us ten million dollars on a transfer fee. Well, we can get for a free loan and pay his salary of you know five, and pay him a salary of five million dollars a year. I I don't know. Yeah, and, the, and this is, some, like, to your point, this is someone who was a $30 million, $40 million player, and now you're able to get him for $5 million. So, okay, maybe, yeah, you are, you're getting a discount later on in his life, right. of course, 31. But, you know, if, if that potential was there once, it's in there. It's in there. The, the, the talent could be in there in just a matter of unlocking and, and pressing the right uh, contra code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start, and then boom, you got Costa, it's, 10 goals, 10 assists. I, I will say this, that everybody was, and this tends to be the reaction almost every time. It happened with Kevin Cabral, it happened with a lot of them, which is, oh, well, I'd like him as a TAM player, but I wouldn't like him as a designated player and the tough thing. I understand that sentiment up to a certain point, but at the same time, realistically, do you think you could get Douglas Costa for Tam? And the answer is no, you're not going to have that happen, right? He's not going to take that salary and it's not going to happen. So if you're going to get Douglas Costa, it's going to be as a designated player. Now, whether you spend $2 million on a designated player or $40 million on a designated player, it doesn't matter because you're taking up that spot. So he is going to be, he's going to be using an extremely valuable spot that you could get anybody else in the world to fill and everybody's like, well not everybody no really everybody again AEG is one of the top 10 richest football clubs in all of all of world football if they wanted to go pay you know 40 million dollars for a player they absolutely could they're not motivated to do that right and I think that they lack vision in some of this certainly if you see uh, what Toronto is doing with uh, with Insigne right bringing com- yeah. coming in they, they have ambition They're they were and, and somebody said, hey, they realized they were irrelevant again in Toronto. And all of a sudden yeah. it was like, we better be relevant in Toronto. So they are being relevant. And, the LA Galaxy apparently haven't gotten that message yet. <laughs> and that's one of those like smart moves. You're like, OK, Insigne, that's not, you know, that's not the first name that pops to your mind when you think of top footballers. But then when you hear the name, you're like, man, you can get that guy. That's that's a great pickup. And so that's kind of the type of guy that you want to look for is maybe not someone who you know, it's on that top of the list, but someone who everyone goes, man, that's a great player. That's a great pickup. That's the type of guy you want. And so I think that's the type of guy, the galaxy haven't got. It's always, 
you know, who's the guy who's at the tops of those lists and the, the shiny object, that's usually what they get. And so that's, you know, to, to Toronto, I'll give them credit because of that type of, uh, that type of fish that they were able to land. Lots of Diego Costa jokes always. Uh, Douglas Costa. Oh, I thought we were getting Diego Costa, right? It's like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's always that's always good. I, I will say this. This doesn't feel like like any... I, I don't know that anybody should be excited about this. This is totally a wait and see. I, I don't know how you... Just, first, unless you know what the salary terms are, and unless you know what the length of contract is, you can't judge this deal. I have no idea how you would do it. I will tell you this. It still seems to be headed in that direction. I expect this deal to get done, right? That's where we're at at this point. Somebody asked me, like, what? how many stars? This is a five-star rumor. It's a five-star rumor. We know there's interest. We know they're talking. Everything is pointing in the direction this deal gets signed. So if you're out there saying, but I want this person, you should stop. You should stop. I mean, you can always wish anything you want. You can next, year. next year. Yeah, next maybe. Season. Maybe depend. Maybe maybe it's a five-year deal. <laughs> maybe it's a five-year deal and it's $5 million and he is a TAM player over, over the whole deal. I don't, you know. But, I mean, then, but then when Cabral gets golden boot, you're able to sell him to Real Madrid. Then you open that DP slot. So, um... So that's that's where you sit. I again, I don't know how this one's really tough. You can be excited at the possible potential, but I don't know how you could be happy with this signing saying, oh, yeah, this was definitely the guy they should. Have. You need to be proven wrong. I think the correct assumption is this isn't going to work and that they're going to have to prove wrong. Here's the bottom line is there are a lot of people who are risking their jobs on this signing. A hundred percent because they're saying this is the best we could do as our second DP because really I consider, you know, Chicharito the first DP, your second DP yeah. comes in and then you have Kevin Cabral, which is always your third DP because he's the young DP, right? So this is the yeah. best. This is the second best player on your team right now that you can get. This is the best you could do. Okay, sure. If that's where you want to set the bar again, if it works out, then they're geniuses, right? And they may save and their jobs. And if it doesn't, they can find a new place to live apparently. Maybe they already have bought a new house. So hey, maybe they're already, you know, have a foot out the door. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It makes me uneasy just because if it does work, like you said, then uh, we have the people who are in charge now get extensions and continue. So, yikes. Hey, you don't want to root against your team. That's awful. Uh, <laughs> Fun times. It, it what is, a great predicament to be in. It, I mean, all signs to this point to it not being a great decision, right? There's too many risks involved for a lot of money in a spot where you can't really afford. Again, if you're expecting that LAFC is going to have a down year and you're trying to put the spotlight on the LA Galaxy, is Douglas Costa the guy who you want to help put the spotlight on the LA Galaxy? And the answer is immediately no. So that's already a problem. Now, I can understand it from a player perspective in terms of the Galaxy are sure this guy can cut it in Major League Soccer and he's going to be a success. But just from any other sort of metric, right, that you look at, that's that that doesn't seem to be the case. So it's it's a strong move. Um, it's a bold one. It's a right. bold move, Cotton. Let's see if that pays out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah. so, so, yeah. I mean, all of us... Listen, it's going to be... Ashley Cole was the same way in, in terms of everybody hated the move. Everybody thought it was a bad move. Nobody thought it would work out. And he ended up being a great player and proving everybody wrong. Okay, good. That's what needs to happen here, right? And 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 I just... I'm going to be a broken record on this one also. There, were, there was a group of people who thought Zlatan Ibrahimovic was, was washed, washed up, up. Mm -hmm. and was not going to be able to score goals and was going to cause... Okay. <laughs> There's other co-hosts who called him, uh, you know, uh, Alan Gordon light, wanted him as a super sub. <laughs> I don't know who so, those guys are. I don't, I, I, I just, I, you know, and he came from wrong. The difference being the age of the Cole came over and Ibrahimovic came over much older. So understandable. So maybe there's that positive. I don't know. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to spin the positive. There's hope. 
Galaxy. Not a lot of hope. Galaxy. It's, it's, it's dumb and dumber. So Ga- you're telling me there's a chance. Galaxy are missing two TAM players too. And to me, uh, if you bring in Douglas Costa, now it really does hinge on how good of a TAM players you're going to get. And whether or not those can even be international players based on the international slots that you have. Now, there was an international slot that just sold for $200,000, which is the cheapest it's been in a while. So all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, we're panic. We got to get rid of these international <laughs> slots. Like maybe we can They're sell for sale. 200. Um, and the whole deal, by the way, American Blue says, Josh, take over the Galaxy front office. Got to be an improvement. There's zero chance that's an improvement. I, I have ADD. I barely can concentrate <laughs> on this podcast for an hour. And I think it I think it shows sometimes me jumping all over the place. Um, all right, that's it. I, I think we're done. I want to wrap it up. Uh, the Galaxy play a preseason game coming up. It is a closed door scrimmage. You are not invited. They are not going to be broadcasting it. Broadcasting it. Um, this is against Toronto FC. It's at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Then a week from Saturday, you are invited. I still don't know if it's broadcast. They had they the Galaxy had told me that they that they were hopeful they would get some of these games broadcast. I don't know if that is going to happen. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I have a bunch of feelers out at Spectrum just in case things like drop at Spectrum and they're going to show that stuff. That hasn't I haven't heard that 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 has happened or that's taking place, at least not from the people that I know. Um, So I'm still waiting to see if that sort of takes over, because to me, that still makes the most sense to have one year with one more year of spectrum and then do whatever MLS is going to do. Um, Even after that, was it a Wall Street Journal article or or a variety article where they were saying that uh, MLS is wrong about its uh, rights? It's not going to get three hundred million dollars because no, I did not see that. Oh, because that's not good (laughs) because nobody watches. Nobody watches the games and it's just not that valuable of a of a. Uh, of a leak. I'll tell you this. I think MLS is projecting what it's going to be through the World Cup. So I don't think you can take current value and say, oh, it's worth this, but it's going to be worth this whenever there's a 2026 World Cup here in the United States, right? Um, so yeah. there's there's a whole bunch of stuff in that. Anyway, that's where you're seeing. Uh, that's where we're going. Uh, that's sort of the schedule. So I guess I will see everybody on February 5th at Dignity Hill Sports Park. We'll have a show on Monday night. I think Kevin will be back, but maybe not. Maybe with qualifiers. I don't know. He didn't tell me he wasn't going to be back. He should be back. Maybe he'll fly in that morning or something. Uh, so we'll have <laughs> he has a, mo- a microphone. He should be ready to roll. Yeah, we'll have a Monday night and a Thursday night uh, show. And then, of course, we'll be out at the stadium on Saturday, February 5th, where it's LA Galaxy East versus LA Galaxy West, New England Revolution, and Bruce Arena, Omar Gonzalez, uh, Ima Boateng, AJ Dela Garza. Who else is on that team from from the LA Galaxy uh, of, of the past? But anyway, I think you covered it. Ima Boateng, okay. legit, yeah. Oh, Omar, legit. I forgot legit. I forgot legit. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. His return. His the return. return. Uh, the return of legit, like he never left. Yeah, that's right. So uh, so that's where we're at, and that's where we're going. Uh uh, let's see. Again, if you haven't donated, why have you not donated? Um, we certainly appreciate everything that you've done. And I think that, um, uh, did we cover Jeremy gave us a super chat, $5 even. I said no, I said no super yeah. chats. Um, but he says, you know, all these butts are why it's bad business, not making him a DP and not a TAM, less risk and still keep a DP slot open for a more impact player. I, you know, I'd like to get Zlatan Ibrahimovic on a TAM deal, but that's never, oh wait, that happened. <laughs> oh wait. That yeah. was, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't, yeah. you know, and then he also got ownership of Hammerby in that deal too. So, Hey, uh, really, really, really smart move by everybody there. Um, that actually was one of the more genius moves of recent time, at least for the front yeah. office, is getting Zlatan on a Sam deal. Clever, um, clever it, deal. That, yeah. that was good business, it as does. you say. So, all right. Uh, anything else, Eric? You good? No, I think I'm good. Okay. You, you'll you'll love new kits halfway through the season. Yeah, 
maybe you wait. Maybe you wait till they go on the clearance rack. I don't know. It's, that's fine. That's two years away, though. Just remember, they're yeah. here for two years. That's so. a while. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get them. Get your 25th anniversary kits now. Now's the time. <laughs> now's Strike. the time. <laughs> 34 bucks. Go find them. Go do it. Um, again, uh, if you haven't donated and, and to help uh, uh, Ben out, and by the way, about, it went up about another 260 something dollars. So thank nice. you for everybody who was uh, donating great. during the show and everything. We, we appreciate that. And keep donating, push past that goal. Let's get to $30,000 and really keep racking this up uh, for, for Ben and his wonderful family um, and all that. Again, uh, Ben, our condolences go out to you. Um, and uh, I know the Galaxy family is all around and, and here. So, uh, Please find the link, donate, do whatever you can uh, for the family. Again, a dollar, five dollars, it all works. Um, so don't think that it's uh, it's too small. All right, uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You could also find me on on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. Been having a lot of fun there. And then if you're listening to this on the podcast, I have the link to the GoFundMe uh, for Ben around his family as well. So you can link through there if you want to as well. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. It's where you can find our podcast, all of the news and information I have time to write down. It'll be there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Make sure you find it. Make sure you follow it. Uh, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And please go out there and donate to Ben and his family. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.